I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. And welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, and today, I know that we've already missed a week, but I've just started a new job, and I've got a lot lot going on. So, a lot of interesting, interesting things are happening in the league so far. So, I wanted to talk about one, one quick topic that I feel like it needs discussed, and that's these picks, man. These picks tempting little sweet morsels of picks it's we're in a really interesting place because i feel like you reach out to people and you say hey let's make a deal come on let's make a deal and you know they say well what are, what are you interested in buying or selling and most people are going i don't know <laughs> and same on the other side they're like yeah I, I don't know what i'm doing either um i mean last year i mean it, it's pretty obvious when you want to go for it you got to give up first right? That's the whole name of the game. But how's it working out? Okay, so, so far, let's take Nate's team. I gave Nate in a big deal for, um, for, uh, for I think, Ryan Tannehill, who became a first. So anyways, the point is, I got to a first through the deal. By giving him Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, Debo, and LaVisca. So throw Cam out of there. I mean, right now, that's Tannehill straight up. That's an awful deal. Right, I mean, who knew that Stafford was going to go to L.A. and everything would change, but still. And then you think about it like, well, Visca and Debo are, are, are uh, important flex players. You know what I mean? And then the pick that that ended up being, I mean, I don't even remember exactly whose it was. Like maybe it was five or six. Like, you know, maybe it's Trey Lance. Maybe it's the, the pick I gave to Billy for Mac Jones. I don't know, but it's just a question is, is that even worth it? I mean, really, like... It, for for a team like myself who thinks, oh, I could have a shot at winning this year, wouldn't it be better to have Matt Stafford and those proven starters, right? You know, I know I was doing a rebuild, but did I need to rebuild that much? And I look at other teams and I'm, I'm like, look, there's clearly a consolidation happening because last year within the first, um, what was it? The first nine picks, we had three, the first seven picks were two teams. And now looking ahead to next year already, uh, We've got three teams are going to make up six picks in the first round. 60% of the picks with 30% of the teams. So people have already moved them. And so it, it's crazy to me because it's one of these things where like, the, the one thing you know whenever you trade somebody for a pick, you don't know where a player's value is going to end up two years from now or, or a year from now. But the one thing I know is if I have a 22 or a 23 first, that will be more valuable in a year from now, right? Because it's unproven. It can't it can't decline, even if it's a weak draft class. You could still find 10 guys in a super flex league that people are excited about every year, even in a weak draft class. So that's that's the interesting thing. But the player, but the interesting thing is like, okay, so we know that that's that's a that's a fact of how things are valued in dynasty leagues. But that player like Matt Stafford, it looked like hopeless. I didn't know what was going to happen in Detroit. His values completely shot up. Now, 
I mean, is where are we going to be at two years? Say it was the, the Trey Lance pick. Who's going to be more valuable two years from now? Well, I'd hope it's Trey Lance, but he could be a bust. And Stafford could be coming off a Super Bowl or two and just continuing to roll on and be like Brady and start for 10 more years. You know, whatever. Who knows? And so it's just interesting to me. I feel like my philosophy has shifted where if I'm going to trade a pick, it needs to be a guy where I say, okay, in two years, I hope I still like having him on my team, right? I hope I do. That's my new philosophy, and that's kind of how I'm looking at it because it's so difficult to put the right value on these picks. And I feel like, you know, the league is 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 playing each other and playing the championship and doing the draft and free age. It's all these other things. But, like, mainly it's about figuring out what are these picks worth? And then when it comes time on the day, like like throughout the year, what are they worth? What are they worth leading up to the draft? What are they worth the night of, right? Like you're taking one rookie or another. Is it smart to trade down? Is it smart to trade up? Like that's the real challenge with this league, which is why it's so much more fun than any other regular fantasy football. But anyways, I talk all about that because we had a big move get made in the time since we've spoke, which is Drew making two concurrent moves. It's a classic. I love when I love when that happens. A classic move. So in the first deal, he's trading with Bob. So he gets David Montgomery a 2023 second. Bob gets a 2022 first. More than likely going to be his own first. He gets the higher of Bob and Drew's pick, but most more likely than not at this point. It's uh, it's it's going to be uh, you know, it, it's gonna be, it's it's probably gonna be, you know, it, it, he's going to finish better than Bob. I don't think that's crazy to say. So Bob's getting his pick back, and that's super valuable to Bob if you know his team is rattled by injuries. Doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Um, he also gets Michael Carter. Bob does a twenty twenty four third and thirty dollars in fab. I don't really care about that, but Michael Carter, yeah, if you're Drew. I don't think Michael Carter makes sense on a team that's going for it. You know, it makes sense on a rebuilding team just because I don't think any player on the Jets makes sense for a team that's going for it now with how awful they look. Um, And Michael Carter, I think they will draft somebody next year and it will be a situation where Michael Carter is, you know, it's a two-headed monster, right? They're going to have a guy that could put between the tackles more, but they know that Michael Carter's pretty dynamic. He's good in the pass game. He could do other stuff. So that's good to get. I, I like that for Bob, getting a running back back, getting his first-round pick back. That's super valuable. Um, and on Drew's side, I love this deal. Like, I think David Montgomery is is not, you know, a top-five running back in the league, but he's super serviceable. I think the next two to three years, like – I think if they can get a new coach and they can get a better offensive line and they can they can really start utilizing fields better. I mean, Montgomery might be really valuable. I think he'll have a good next two years and it's a nice time frame for Drew there. It stinks that he's giving up a top three pick, but again, you look at like the top three of this last year. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence and then Najee and then Pitts or, or Fields or Lane, whoever you want to look at it, like who are the true top three because we knew there was some some funky mental moves and and shit going on only Najee is really producing right I mean so that's that's where it's it's tough but I like that move a lot because that pick can't help you this year if you if you want to go for it now the second move um that he made was getting Austin Eckler a 2024 second round swap and he he traded Devin then got a 2023 first and Rondale Moore I liked that a lot less. I liked that Drew got the second from Bob, so that's nice um, because I think he'd already given his to Nate. So now he has one pick, but 
over the next two years, that is his only pick in the top three rounds. So that's tough. I don't think I would have given up the 2023 first. Just looking, just knowing that, that, hey, I don't have, you know, my only picks for the next two years are 2022, fourth round and beyond, 2023, second round, and then fifth round and beyond. That's where I'm like, okay, like I, I would have kept that first, especially because I'm not a big Eckler believer. And I'm, I'm open with that. I've always thought like, you know, people say like, oh, he's underrated. And I, I just, I'm not a big Eckler believer. I don't think over the next two years, he's going to be the guy there. I think they end up drafting a replacement pretty soon. So, I mean, maybe he helps you win this year, but again, it's one of those moves. It's like, okay, well, if he doesn't help you win this year, now you could be in trouble because I don't know how much he's contributing a year or two from now. So I didn't like that move as much for Drew because I felt like he's really clearing out the closet on his picks. And, you know, I, but and, but like, and a lot of this season is because like, you know, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, they're playing well. They are. Um, but it's still like, I, I feel like you need a succession plan. Even if even if Derek Carr starts for ten more years, you know, which I think he could, and he could be your 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 old reliable start him every week guy. But I think you need a little more dynamism, and that that would be my concern. But maybe Sam Darnold is that, you know. I, I think Bridgewater's more of a flash in the pan, so to speak. But you know, maybe it's Sam Darnold. So yeah. But anyways, those are my thoughts. Let's get into some of the. Uh, titillating free agent action. So last week, the big name was Cordero Patterson. Uh, sorry, Billy got him for $30, beating out Drew's 20 Nate's $11, Bob's $6, um, Bids, my $0 bid. So yeah, I mean, I think that's appropriate value for a guy that's like the second running back on a, maybe not a great running team, but we, we all know the value of running back. So then Nate got KJ Osborne for $11, beat Bob's bid of six, uh, Devin's of six as well. Uh, that was it for him. Um, you know, I haven't, I didn't really get to watch much of Minnesota, so I don't really have a read on that guy. It seems like he was popping and then the tight end was popping. I'm, I'm sure Conklin will be up next week when we get to it, but regardless, um, he would have gotten. Oh, sorry. Then he got Davis Mills for $11. Nate did. Um, beating out Bob's bid of $6. Wow, Bob bid $6 on each of those guys. Didn't get him. And Matt's bid of $4. So let's see here. Anything else interesting? Nah, just small stuff. So let's move on. Were there any other names? Oh, we had big Saturday action because James White was dropped. So who dropped James White? Why would he have been picked up? Ah. Good Excuse me. I won't edit that out. I have no shame. Nate dropped James White to get Davis Mills. So the buzzards came circling, and Devin got him for $17, beating out Matt's seven and uh, uh, Drew's $5 bids. But James White out for the year immediately after the next week, so that's rough. Uh, the week after, Josh Gordon was the big pickup. Uh, Bob got him for $12. No one else bid a dollar. No one bid a $0 bid. Uh, I could have had him for free. Um, and then Drew got Tyler Conklin for $5, beating uh, Nate's $1 bid. So, yeah, I think uh, that was pretty good. And uh, then on Saturday, Devin sneakily added Jared Cook, who got dropped. So I think that's nice. So, you know, like Jared Cook, um, oh, Nate had dropped him to get Dalton Schultz the, the on on uh, 
on Thursday. Yeah, I, I like Jared Cook a lot. I have him in almost every league, so I wasn't able to get like a top guy <laughs> in, in, in any of my leagues. Um, okay, let's get to the matchup. So let's let's rewind to week uh, week uh, week two. Let's go back to week two. So the premier matchup, which I said I would not make the match of the week, of course, because I knew what was going to happen before it even happened, was me and Matt, and I knew Matt would kick my ass, and I knew that it didn't matter that I had the third highest score in the league and that, you know, I would have beaten anybody except for him or or Nick. I just knew that that would fucking happen. So it happened again, but that's okay. You know, I had already chalked that up as an L, so I'm not, I'm not, too, I'm not too concerned about it, you know what I mean? Um, Dave squeaked out a nice little win against Billy, 129 to 113. And again, this is all Cooper Cup just really showing out. And I think Billy, this is like, you know, he's got good performances from Mahomes and from Hill consistently, but it's just without having Dobbins, it's just, the team is just not deep enough right now. Uh, Drew had a nice impressive win off the back of one Derrick Henry and Derrick Carr, the Derricks. Uh, he beat Devin 148.6 to 127.3. Um, Nick Nick Young beat Nicky Ballone 179 to 100. This was a thorough butt spanking, butt spanking. This was the Aaron Jones, like four or six touchdown game, whatever. Brady went off. And I think this is a lot of the inconsistency that we have come to sort of expect from that roster because... And you're tied up in Cooper and Lamb and Dak. Any given week, you're liable to score 170 or 100. And that game, I can't remember who they were playing that week. That was a Zeke game. That was a Zeke and Pollard game. And now that their defense is better, I think there's going to be more of those. They're not going to be throwing the ball like they were last year. So always a threat, but you're really consolidated in those three with those three guys. Right. And then Nate squeaked out a pretty little win, 119.7 to 94.6 over Bob. Um, and that of course, uh, you know, that of course would show, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Bob is just not getting, I mean, he's got Burrow, but he's not getting anything out of his QBs and then Tua got injured. So it just, the, the trouble continues to mount for our friend, Bob. It just doesn't, it's a good thing he got his pick back because, uh, it's just not looking like his year. Uh, and I got, forgot to mention the matchup between Dave and Bill is, of course, their cross-conference matchup that will repeat towards the end of the year. And that so far puts um, the Cuck division up 2-0 and against the Bullshit division. So we'll keep track of that. And let's get to week, week three. So what happened in week three? I completely forget. Where the fuck is it? Oh, oh I didn't want to even talk about this. Fuck. I lost a nail-biter to Nate. 144.96 to 142.72. Could I have won this game? I'm trying to recall. Let's see. Yeah, I, I had a couple ways to win. If I had played Ayuk over, over Lockett or, you know, flexed, basically flexed anybody but Kenny Galladay. And I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, Kirk, Ayuk, Javante. Galladay, I was thinking about all of them, and I picked Galladay. I picked the one fucking guy that couldn't do it for me. The one guy I was seriously considering that couldn't do it for me. Like Lockett, I'm starting every week. I just am. But fuck me, man. Fuck. That sucked ass. Because when I look at my schedule, I have a brutal stretch to start the year of Matt, Nate, and Dave. 
tough, tough three weeks. And I was thinking, okay, if I can go one and two over that week, I can survive. And no offense, Nate, but I was <laughs> just playing the odds. I was like, well, I think maybe I could beat Nate, but it just didn't. I didn't fucking happen. Really close. That 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 I'm I'm in a little bit of a tough spot. Uh, Matt matched up with Drew, who is his cross conference rival. He will be playing twice this year, given the expanded season, and he beat Drew 158.56 to 126.24, putting the Cuck division 3-0 against the bullshit division for the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That was, you know, one of the, that was the highest score of the week. I think Matt's had the highest score of the week, like th- two out of three weeks already. So, <laughs> I mean... I don't know what else you could do, really. He's just rolling. And that was a respectable performance from from Drew, but not, not much you could do there. Uh, Nick Nick bullied uh, bullied Bill a little there. He he won 141.96 to 113.5. And, I mean, it's just it's crazy how well Brady is playing. It, it's really insane. It just needs to be highlighted more that he's just seemingly as good as he's ever been. And the defense isn't as good. So they're, they're putting him into situations where he's got to pass and he's got to win it. Um, Dave beat Bob 122.24 to 86.66. It's, it's, it's really just not good for Bob anymore. And I'm getting a little pissed off. I'm not so close to calling Dave fraudulent, but he's a three and O not, 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 not ever really challenged in these matchups, always winning by 40, but he's like, you know, on the lower half of average of league of, of league scoring. So I don't know if I'm totally buying into the hype yet. Uh, Devin beat Nick, Nikki, sorry, 130.76 to 98.86. Again, I think Nikki knew, hey, we, we thought at first, okay, can he compete this year? You know, I said maybe. I thought he could. I, I actually had a hot take that he was going to be the last playoff spot. Now, obviously, that Drew has made some moves, things have shifted a little. I'm probably going to give that spot to Drew. I don't. I don't think Drew missed the playoffs, but we're in this really interesting spot where everybody knows that Nick and Matt have the two best teams, and they're performing like it. And then I think there's a there's a little there's a there's a little cohort of like myself, Dave, and Drew where it's like, okay, you guys are all sort of like, you know, if if. If you all three miss a playoffs, I'd be shocked. You know, you couldn't even bet that at the book, right? And like the favorite would probably be for one team to make the playoffs, but it'd be close with for for all of them to make it in. And then you have everyone else. I mean, I think for Bob, it's pretty clear he's in a rebuilding phase. But like, yeah, you have Devin, Bill, and Nikki, where you're just like, you kind of have you you put up good weeks. You can play. You could sneak into the playoffs. But again, this comes down to this conversation, like. How do you really feel? What, 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 you got to take a stand at some point. Either go for it or sell. You're going to be a buyer or a seller. Or are you going to just stay put? I don't know. So that'll be interesting to follow and see how the standings play out. Speaking of the standings, let's get into them. Um, so in first place is Matt. He's uh, 3-0, perfect record, and the number one scoring team in the league. He won. He's been 2-0 since we last spoke. They got this little playoff percentage chance thing now, kind of interesting. Gives him a 99% chance. So he's leading, leading the Cuck division on his way to getting a bye. Nick is in second place with the second most points scored. Uh, he's leading the bullshit division. Uh, 99% playoff chance, you know, 3-0. He's won two games since we last spoke. 
I am in third place with the third. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> Whoops, I jumped. Dave is in the third place. Uh, he's a perfect 3-0, won two games since we last spoke. He has the six most points in the league, and it's a kind of crazy jump. I, I Maybe I should just get into this now. So Devin's at fifth most with 384.2. Dave is next at 383.8. Then Nate at 382.3. And then Bill at 380.9. We have four teams that are within four points of each other, three and a half points of each other of difference. That's crazy. So there's like a huge thing there. And then, you know, Matt's at the top with 496. You know, there's a pretty big jump. Nicky's Nick's next at 456. And then I'm next at 433. So there, there's a couple guys that are comfortable and, and Drew's got 400. So there's a couple guys that are comfortably above 400 and just this huge band. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm close to calling Dave a little fraudulent with these wins and it stinks because his team is not firing. So you'd hope, oh, this is where he goes 0-3 or 1-2. and And even if he comes, you know, if he comes up the rear to end the season and starts winning a lot, the team starts firing on all cylinders. Well, you know, it's not going to be too late, but he's going to be fighting for six rather than, you know, comfortably challenging for the number one seed right now. It's a little crazy. Um, anyways, then in third place is Nate with the uh, uh, seventh most points scored in the league. Um, he's in fourth place, also from the Cuck division. He's two and one. He has gone 2-0 and since we last spoke, so things are definitely looking up for him. Interesting thing, his playoff chances, they have him at 64%. Now, that's a little funny to me, because we'll get into, we'll, let's just get into it right now. I'm in fifth place at a respectable 1-2. and two. I've lost two games since we last spoke. I've got the third most points. My playoff percentage chance is 92. So yes, you are hearing me right. As we stand this moment, aside from, from the, the division leader, in Nick, who will lead the bullshit division and get a bye, they all, the other division only has one playoff team, and that playoff team is, is one and two. And in fact, Nick is the only team in that division that is above 500 right now. Everyone else is either one and two or 0 oh and three. So it, it's, it's, it's crazy competitive in our division. You guys, you guys will get there. I mean, you'll keep up. You'll keep up. But yeah, and the funny thing is, so in our division, we have three teams above 90% playoff chance. We have Matt, Dave, and myself. Nick is obviously at a 99%. Drew's at 70. Other than that, the three other teams in that division, sub 30. You got three sub 30. We got three 90 plus. So that's that's just it's it's completely brutal over here. But you know that's the way we like it. We're just built different. We're built Stafford tough. That's it. Uh, Drew's in sixth place, second place in the bullshit division. He's got the fourth most points in the league. He's one and two. He has gone one and one since we last spoke. And like I said, 70% playoff chance there. Devin is in seventh place, the first team on the outside looking in, seventh place. Fifth most points scored in the league, though. He's been one and one since we last spoke. It gives him a 27% chance of the playoffs. I think that's a little low. That's a little harsh. I don't know how they calculate these things. Uh, in eighth place is Nick, Nicky, sorry. He's got the ninth most points score in the league. He's lost two straight since we last spoke. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, in ninth place is is Bill. He's 0-3, eighth most points score in the league. He's lost two since we last spoke. And in last place is Bob, the team with no identity. Last in points, 
two since we last spoke, gives him a 1% chance of, of a playoff appearance. 1%? That's harsh. That is harsh. Okay, regardless, let's get into, let's look ahead to this week and just see what do we have going? What do we have cooking up for us, right? Um, so we have a lot of good matchups. Let's see, what's our cross-divisional matchup? Ah, we got Bob versus Nick. Yeah, I think this might be the first time the bullshit division gets a win over us. I mean, I'm very, very much tempted to to make a couple games the the match of the week. I mean, Bill is seeking his first win over Devin. That's kind of interesting because they're they're both two teams I think are sort of linked where uh, things could go either way for them right now. You know, um, Matt and Nate are playing. This would be really interesting. I mean, Nate's won two in a row. If he wins three in a row. Then forget what I said. I mean, he's 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 going for it. Things are happening, right? And if fucking Saquon and the Giants can have some like life in them to end the year, he's going to be a serious threat with him and Stafford. So this is going to be really interesting to see play out. And if 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 Matt drops one, that would be great. We can't let this fucker go undefeated. Um, but you know, me and Dave have a really competitive matchup because if I lose this and I go to one and three. I'm, I'm panicking because I, I, I'm putting points on the board, but I'm not winning. I could get pushed out of the playoffs over this. I mean, I could miss the playoffs. This time next week, I could be the seventh place team and out of the playoffs with the third most points. Like, this is terrifying. I'm officially getting very nervous. Dave, he's on a 3-0. He's on a good winning streak, second in the division, so that's tough. So I, I already think I made myself a match of the week, so I won't I won't take the glory too much. I'm going to give it to Devin and, and, and Bill. I think that'll be a fun one. So, anyways, that's all I got for you. Sorry. Short. Missed a week. That's what happens these days. That's what happens when you got to start a new job and hit that dusty road. You sailors know what I'm talking about. Anyways, enjoy the games this week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.